0: everyone, and welcome to the Mom Village. This is Marriage Conversations, and we are here with our spouses again. Yay! My yeah. Oh, wow. I'm the only one clapping. <laughs> this has become one of right. our listeners' favorite um, <laughs> segments. So we're in Marriage Conversations, and we have great questions for our listeners. And um, I'm Jesus Marie Ramos, and I'm here with Christian Ramos, my husband. Say hi.
3: Hey.
0: Hey. And then we have Kristen Scroggins. Hi, ladies, and I've got Jimmy with me
1: again today. Hola. Hola. And then we have Kira. Hey,
2: y'all. How y'all doing out there? And we have Eric over here sitting next to me. Sup?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and start with an icebreaker. So share a funny pet peeve from each other. How about Ramos? Ramos has a (laughs) question. I
3: want to hear this one. Well, I um, just one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, oh. Or a happy marriage, yes, this one.
3: You have this thing. My wife, I love, she loves to make the bed in the morning. Oh, yeah. Okay? Like, it's one of her favorite things to do. <laughs> the problem is that she makes the bed while I'm still sleeping. <laughs> <coughs> so... I'm like in bed, and she is like putting all this stuff together, throwing like pillows right next to me. And then she's like, I'm gonna
0: roll. I'm gonna and roll. she's like, Hey,
3: could you move a little bit? I gotta put this one. And I'm thinking, like, I'm still sleeping here. Uh, so, but I love that she makes the bed, and it always looks beautiful. So, uh, she even makes it with me in it.
0: <laughs> Mine will be he really loves to have really serious conversations when he's brushing his teeth. So mm-hmm. he comes in, every time. He's like, "Hey, honey, um, I gotta tell you about something. Do you know about?" And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "What do you think about?" And I'm like, "I don't understand." Like, and that is a huge pet But like, it, but he goes serious about the whole conversation. I don't understand anything. So, but by now he knows. I'm like, just finish, and then we can communicate better. Yes. I think. But that's a funny one. How about you guys? Here, hey, okay, so. I don't know if I've
2: ever shared this with you.
4: Ooh, first time. Oh. Here we go. Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should we
1: have our <laughs> loading up now? Should we have color? Hold on,
4: folks. We're in for <laughs> no, a
2: ride. I think
1: I have. but
2: And I, I don't know if this is too much, but you know how you have a habit of every time you have to go to the bathroom, you feel me? To oh, announce it I to everybody. It. <laughs> <laughs> to, the
4: whole room. Oh, to whoever's I got, there.
2: Whoever's there. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Wow. Whatever it is. And I'm with like. With details. Yes. I'm or, like, excuse me. <laughs>
4: I did not know you were bringing that one to the table, but it is true. That is true. true. All right. That's why I didn't ask for any water. Thank you very much. Well, mine is, and Kira knows exactly what I'm about to say. Uh My wife is gifted when she has gum Gum to pop her gum. Hmm. Pop, pop. And it is (laughs) loud. So I have gotten to the point now that I will just get a piece of tissue and walk toward her mm-hmm. and put it under her mouth. <laughs> yep. Like, you got to get rid of it. So that's you just, Did you see me just put my gum away? I, I was hoping you would. <laughs> yeah, it's her popping her gum. Definitely my pet peeve.
1: Ben, you go first. No, no, no. I can't no, think you of gotta one. Go.
5: Okay, just
1: tell them that you don't have one then. <laughs> I
5: might not have one. You go <laughs> first. I know how this is. She wants the last word. All right, so here's how we go. My pet peeve is when you always want the last word. <Okay>. All right, so I don't like it whenever we're talking at night and I'm thinking like, hey, this might be going somewhere, and then my adult children start trying to FaceTime, and then I'm out and they're in. I don't like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that a pet peeve against me or the adult children?
5: Everybody.
0: Everybody.
4: (laughs) He holds everybody accountable. Whoever
0: is included in that moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. I really don't have a lot of pet peeves about you. (laughs) Maybe. This is silly. It's not that big of a deal. But if I'm talking to you and you're looking at your phone and I say, hey, I'll just wait. And you're like, no, 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 I'm listening. And he keeps looking at his phone. And then while I'm talking, he starts laughing but I'm not saying anything funny. So I know that he's maybe not tracking with what I'm saying. I'm, I'm burying my soul and he's cracking up at a tweet. Doesn't happen very often, ladies, I promise. But when it does,
5: Yes. It's my pet peeve.
0: <laughs> That's pet peeve. Okay. So we got a couple of questions for you ladies and gentlemen listening. So how about we start Kristen? What's our first question?
1: Okay, I'll just throw it out there and whoever wants to can answer. How do you guys spend quality time with each one of your children when you guys have so many different ages, schedules, and honestly, all of us around here have so many kids. So <laughs> how does that work? Well, I mean, just recently I was,
2: and I call it Ubering, I was Ubering one child to a school activity and I grabbed my younger one. And I said, come on, I want you to ride with me. So he rode with me and this has happened, I think twice in the last month. And daddy, I don't know if I told you about this, but we were driving up to Jupiter.
4: This, <laughs> is getting, <laughs> this is getting, there's a pattern here. <laughs> Can anyone else see the pattern?
0: It's going to be called marriage confessions. <laughs> yes. Yes.
4: Confessions of a married couple. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I said, come on, let's just, let's go up together. And we went and we got burgers at Culver's up in Jupiter. But oh. the thing is, we sat in the parking lot. Oh. So we sat in the parking lot and we kind of had a picnic in the parking lot. So when I took him Tuesday, I was like, hey, you want to go to our spot? He's like, yeah. Mm. And he's like, well, we got to... Um, park in the same exact parking spot. Aww. So it kind of became a thing. He's like, and the first time we tried to hide it, we threw our cups in the trash and <laughs> kind of buried them. <laughs> but one of our children found the cups and they're like, who went to Congress today
1: without us? <laughs> you can't get anything past anything. these people. So I would That's just awesome. say, yeah,
2: just being creative and mm-hmm. just using the time that you have. So I had one that was, you know, being occupied with his friends. But, you know, I I had took that chance to kind of steal another one away and we just sat and had burgers and fries in
0: the parking lot. That's That's awesome. For us, ours are younger. So the fun trips, we have said it before in the podcast is like rides to Target and Publix and all that running the errands. But we actually try to make a point to whichever, you know, just to take one at a time, just to make sure that it's a special time with that person. And either if it's a little ice cream or popcorn or a little treat, you know, they feel so special. We still have the age that every little thing is special. So we can go a long way with a little popcorn. But I like that we, my husband and I, he makes sure that I know, hey, you, I've seen Lila. you got to spend more time with Lila. Or I tell him, hey, Christian says something like this the other day. I think you, you need to spend more time with him. So we kind of like help each other in yeah, that area. Yeah, we keep each
3: other accountable over, yeah. over that kind of stuff. The special part is that we try to anticipate. And we tell them like on a Monday, that Friday, we're yeah. going to take them to a breakfast or we're going to have a man date or you know, we're going to do something special. And, and we try to do things throughout the week to kind of, you know, encourage them to be excited about it. And so by the time we go on our little, like taking them to a breakfast, you know, as yeah. uh, simple as that well, is. Well, we
0: highlight it, in, especially in front of the other ones, so they feel special. Like we don't tell them in secret, hey, we're going to go only you and I, but don't tell the others. We Those, actually... That was right. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say little, but we, we make there it a point to be... Cup. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be more intentional because we wanna we want them to know, hey, it's only us, you know, together. So and and plus we-
2: our kids eat a whole lot more. So I yeah. 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 can afford one we at get time. a
1: time. <laughs> <of children> <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. How about this Crogus? I think we have two facets to this. So you know, we have eight children, but it doesn't matter how many you have. And intentionality is really important. But we we have two huge things that we try to do with them. One Actually, Jimmy's doing next week with our baby, who's 12, is taking him on a Passport to Purity weekend, and they're just going to have a great time. Jimmy's bought him universal tickets, just the two of them, and... They've got the fast passes and they're going to get butterbeer and do all the fun stuff before he unloads the (laughs) whole can on him. Caleb doesn't know what's coming, but so we have that. And then we have tried to take all of our kids on a 13th birthday trip and everybody kind of gets excited for the 13 year old knowing that that's coming. But honestly, I think the best things have been just shoulder to shoulder time one on one with our kids whether it be working together whether it be you know taking mom sometimes we hate being in the van all the time right but sometimes those one on one times just taking them to ball practice or um you know taking them to an outing those times one on one have been some of the most fruitful when it comes to conversations yeah and it just seems to me especially our sons tend to open up when they're shoulder to shoulder as opposed to eyeball to eyeball they just feel maybe not as intimidated and you know we'll go through the drive through get a cherry coke or a milkshake or whatever and just talk on the way and uh, those times have probably been some of the most beneficial. They seem spontaneous to our kids because I haven't like planned that out. But I'm thinking, hey, I, I really need to get some time with this one. Or Jimmy's like, I, I want to take him home with me, just the two of us, because I need to talk to him about something. And it's not always like heavy. Sometimes it's just getting in their world. Yeah. Um, and so those have been really beneficial.
5: Well, to be totally honest with you, I don't really place that much of a priority on being with them one-on-one. I mean, we do it because Kristen just told you that we do it. But truthfully, when you have kids, I think some of the best things are just having them all together.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: So, like, I just want to be clear that we don't, I just don't really want to apologize for having the kids all together because I think when I'm spending time with three of them or four of them or eight of them, us spending time with them is the key, not so much who gets what. But I'd also just say that just to follow up on Kristen's comment, because we are doing this Passport to Purity weekend. And she said that Caleb's 12, which he is. I just want to say to all the listeners out there, I kind of recommend you do it earlier. So I just want to be clear. That's not the standard. I recommend you do it earlier. In this particular case, we have some reasons why we're doing it when he's 12. But in most cases, I think 10 or 11, or maybe even earlier if you need to, is, is a much more appropriate age. So I just want to clarify that.
0: Yeah, we'll get more in details in part two. So don't jump the fence. But jump the fence. <laughs> no, no, not yet. So they can listen to part two. But yeah, but it's really important. And I agree with what they're saying, because I love when we... Spend time together. That's a much quality time. That's what you want as a family.
1: Well, and also, yeah, just to reiterate what he said one on one time is important because there's some things that they will not talk about in front of their siblings. But I cannot put more value on that. The most value that we have seen from our kids is the sibling time, doing things together, building those memories together Mm -hmm. has been huge to create a culture in our family. And so that's really a great point, Jimmy. And I hope that all of us will remember that. Okay. So friendships,
2: how do we as parents um, navigate negative friendships with our kids or not having our kids, not having friends at all? How do we help our children
0: navigate that? Ours are little. You guys better answer that.
5: (laughs) I think from time to time, you do, uh, as your kids get older especially, uh, when your kids are little, you kind of control their friends because Mm -hmm. the kids' friends tend to be the kids of your friends when your kids are small because that's who they get to hang out with. But as your kids get older, they get old enough to ride their bike around the neighborhood, and then they get a little bit older, and they go to school, and then they get a little bit older, and they have a car. And all of a sudden, and when they go to college, you have absolutely no say over who they're choosing as friends or who they're dating or how late they're staying at or where they're going. And so I just feel like uh, some of it is when your kids are small, I would encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity you have to teach them and show them how to have the right kind of friends, try to introduce them to the right kind of friends. As they get older, though, you've got to coach, which means sometimes coaching means they have the freedom to fail and they will from time to time. Some of our kids are going to choose the wrong friends, going to create the wrong kind of influences. You know, the, the, the Bible says really clearly that you're going to become like the people that you that you hang around. Uh, the book of Proverbs, very direct in that. That's why this is all um, so important. But I, And then I think the loneliness factor, when kids feel like they don't have friends, and anybody who has teenagers, if you have more than one teenager, at some point, your teenager is going to look at you and go, mom and dad, I don't have any friends. And you're going to go, what are you doing tonight? And they're going to go, I don't do anything because I don't have anybody. And That's why I think in the family dynamic, one of the best things you can do is make your family your friend. So that should never happen in a family. And if you have one kid, that's why I got a mom and a dad, you be their friends. And if they have two kids, well, then you and your brother and your sister hang out. Like creating a family that is closer than a friend. You know, the Bible says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, but that's really when your brother's not around. So if you can create a brother that sticks closer than a friend or a brother that becomes a friend, I think it's even better.
2: So what have we done?
5: Well, one, one of the things I think that we, you
4: know, to Jimmy's point, when they're younger, we certainly uh, help develop those play dates, as they call them. You know, as, and as our children have gotten older, and Kira is, is really good about this, is just having a conversation with them about the qualities of the person. Like, what are the qualities of that person that you think, when I say attract to you, you know, what about that person attracts you to them? And so our kids have been able to speak and say out loud what it is about that person. I will tell you, for one of our children, one of the things we found interesting in our neighborhood, there are some kids, our boys, they they go fishing together. They do all these great things together. There's one kid across the street. And um, we thought that kid was, well, he had some negative postures about him. But come to find out our son was becoming the positive influence on this kid. And so we talked to our son because I knew it's because the dad told me hey, my son being around your son is a positive influence. So we talked to our son about being even more intentional about his Christ-like behaviors. So, and my point there would be when they're younger, yes, we help facilitate as they get older, we ask questions so that they can hear themselves say out loud, what is it about yeah, that good. person yeah. that, Very that attracts good. me to them? The other thing is parents, because I think here and I would have missed this. We do have to just watch and see if our children are being the salt and light that's going to bring mm-hmm. another child close. And so now this kid is like another son. He literally just walks, walks in our into house, our house, and we're like, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> Every day, yeah, literally. I mean, he comes over. He he eats out of our refrigerator. He comes daily. to Bible study with the boys. So, so I think we need to also just watch our kids develop those relationships and some that may seem negative. You know, let's watch them and coach them, and at the same time, is it an opportunity to be salt and light?
1: I think that's Mm -hmm. such a great point, Pastor Eric. So we've got two things to piggyback on that. One is maybe we're teaching our kids how to be the right kind of friend. And somehow that tends to attract a lot of times the right people. But also just, you know, what you said is, I think sometimes as Christian parents, we tend to want to build a bubble around our kids, especially when they're teenagers. And that's not all wrong. I mean, we're bubble people. We've done that to a degree, (laughs) except for we have to be careful because we are also supposed to be exactly what you just said, salt and light. And if we... Build the bubble too close, we miss that and we miss it for our kids. And so, some of the things Jimmy and I try to teach our children to do you know, with maybe a friendship that someone from the outside may look at and say, you know, that's a negative friendship, maybe make sure that you have that particular friend on neutral territory. So, we've tried to teach our kids, you don't necessarily push them away, especially as they get older. you know, meet them somewhere for lunch, bring them to the house where you can kind of control mm-hmm. the dynamics. Probably not, hey, let's go to a party together on the weekend. Because <laughs> yeah, and
5: you drive. <laughs> yeah, you, you,
1: you can't control that. But even articulating those things to our kids, what are some things that you can do to keep your good influence with them and still not compromise what you know is right?
0: Ours are little, so ours is like, well, if that person doesn't bring the coloring book, then <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's out. They can't come out. Them out. Them. I mean, I, I would, I would probably just address that with our age, our age group. Uh, we have nine and below. We make sure that this might be dumb, but when people are in our house, a lot of times, mm-hmm. kids, our kids, some of our kids have the tendency of they want to stay in the room or they want to play their little games mm-hmm. uh, by themselves or whatever. But at our house. Anybody walks in through the door, doesn't matter of if it's an adult or a child, yeah. they got to get off of whatever it is that they're doing. They got to come say hello and they got to socialize with that person. And, uh, and so
0: that person leaves. Yeah,
3: yeah. And so, like, you know, sometimes kids just want to be kids and they want to play with their Legos and they want to do their things. But with little ones, we just encourage them to always be leaning into the relational part of, you know, other kids coming into our house or, Stuff like that. So that's what we do. Yeah,
0: and every opportunity we get, you know, like Jimmy was saying, even though they're little, we're trying to make it a family thing. So, hey, let's go have fun with the cousins. Let's go have fun with these kids, you know, and this and that. So not only trying to find other friends, but our own family, you know, hey, play with your brother and sister. Play with their, let's go spend time with our cousins and our aunts and uncle. Because they're little, you know, so we're trying to teach them like you guys were saying. So in other topics, so we got to the, the topic, so puberty and the talk with your young ones or teens, who does it and how, and any resources or books that you can recommend. This is our listeners, people. They're asking this. So, Jimmy, you <laughs> start. You want me to jump back in there? Well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's give you a break. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> with the Kellys.
4: Quick here. You want to start? Okay. Well, well, because Maddie was first, so you took Madison Maddie through the was first.
2: first, so yep. um, the passport to purity was highly recommended. I think Kristen, you told me about that. And what what is that? Passport to purity It's a book. It is a, a book, and there are some – are they still like CDs? Yep. CDs. Still CDs.
5: I happen to know that because I was thinking, surely by now they have downloads. I know. That's what I'm
1: okay. <laughs> no, I didn't want to say it's, it, like Yeah, it's through Family Life, but mm-hmm. Barbara and Dennis Rainey, and we'll put that in our show okay. notes. Okay. So we did something
2: similar. I took Madison away for a weekend um, to Orlando, and we did all the girly things together. And actually, on our ride up, that's when we started – the CDs in the car and I thought I had her pinned down she was buckled <laughs> in so she c- couldn't go anywhere but that kind of opened up uh, and we didn't do the whole thing that weekend because there's a lot but that definitely opened up the conversation the conversations that we're actually still having how and old was she she was at the time i think 11, Eleven. we, st- yeah, we started at 11 11. Mm-hmm. Okay. 11 yeah and so i've only had the experience of doing one
4: and I have the boys, usually <laughs> the same. But, I, I, you know, there is one child, I, this story, because it's a it's family church related. I want to thank Pastor George Esternell for giving, uh, giving me a jump on the conversation, because <laughs> apparently at a, I don't know where they were, but it was the teaching on David and Bathsheba. And my son said that Pastor George in the story, it talked about, he didn't say adultery, but I remember it was some kid appropriate word. And so he said, What is that, Daddy? And that he was close, I think it was Miles, but he was and he was close to the age. Or Mason, it was close to the age. So uh I gotta jump on the conversation before I actually had the official conversation. So Thank I, you, family church. <laughs> thank you, family church, for leading the way. And I will say I will say that. I will say that because it is happening in such real time now. Mm-hmm. And you know, as Jimmy said, you may want to think about doing it. If you're gonna do it officially, do it earlier. However, when those moments arise and if they arise before you have prepared your planned um, conversations, I would just encourage us to be ready. So, Have mm-hmm. on your game face. Yeah, game face and have your resources and at least have a few basic uh, answers prepared. At least in that case, I had to be prepared to start the conversation.
0: Yeah, because if you don't do it, the world will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then sure. they will get the wrong information. How about the Scroggins?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that one of the questions was like, who does it? So for us, and I, I would recommend this for anyone, is that, you know, mom and daughters go together and then, you know, dads and sons or a male figure. And, you know, if if the dad's not in the home, but there's just some things that will come up that are kind of embarrassing, you know, for the child. And so I just feel like mom to daughter son to dad is the best approach. So I do want to really encourage our parents to prepare and be ready for this because the world is preparing and is ready to send their message to our kids. And this whole subject of marriage, gender, sexuality is so huge and so pivotal in so many different scenarios for our kids. We've got to be ready, and we can't be ashamed or embarrassed about God's design. And if they sense that we are, we really hamper them from coming to us later on when they have other questions. So... um I think it's super important. I tell my girls, hey, there's nothing that your friends know that I don't know more about this. So I'm a safe place. You can ask me anything. I do have to have a poker face because I'm like, there's nothing you can ask me. They'll embarrass me. And sometimes they'll say something and I'll be like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't want them to be embarrassed or afraid mm-hmm. to talk about it because I'm their best resource. And I'm going to tell them what's right.
5: Yeah. So I would just go back. I think I want to reiterate that the resource is very helpful. I think having that resource from Family Life, Passport to Purity, I would recommend every Christian parent use that resource. I don't believe that there's a better one. And if you're going to use it, I recommend you order it early. There's some uh, activities that are very inexpensive to prepare, but you do have to prepare for them. And I'd encourage you to make some plans. They actually tell you exactly what to do in that resource. And my recommendation is that you just do everything exactly the way they tell you and it'll work better. And the reason I say that is when I did our first one uh, with our oldest son, James, I thought, man, I've been a youth pastor all these years. I know better than these old Dennis and Barbara Rainey people. Who are they anyway from Nebraska or Oklahoma? I don't know where they're at somewhere. <laughs> and so I'm just going to kind of use it as a guide. And I got my own way of telling it. And that was so dumb. That thing went terrible. It did not go well, did not turn out well. And so from then on, the la- the rest of the boys, um, I've done it by the book, and it worked fabulously. So I would encourage everybody to do that. The the other thing is that um, I'd encourage you to go earlier rather than later. So if you're telling me, "Oh my gosh, I can't do that when they're 11. I can't do that when they're when they're 12." Well, I recommend you do it after they completed the third grade and before they complete the sixth. Before they start the sixth grade. So I would not send my kids to any middle school function, not a camp, not a ball team, not a ball practice. And if you wait until fifth grade, I'm just telling you they're going to know more than you think they know. Not from you, but from their friends. I say, no, no, no. All of our friends are homeschoolers. (laughs) Okay, well, those homeschoolers got this thing called YouTube. And they know more than you think. And that's why I just encourage earlier rather than later, I'd encourage when you talk to them, talk about more rather than less. Because your tendency is going to be, hey, they're not going to be able to handle this. They can handle it. Tell them more, even though it's embarrassing. And I would recommend you go further rather than shallower. And I would recommend if you're going to, you got to talk to them about slang terms. You got to help them Mm -hmm. understand. You got to be the source. Because if you're not, they're gonna find somebody to talk to them about this stuff.
0: So nothing can cut them by surprise.
1: That's yeah. Right. And so you've got this weekend that you do, and um, and you know if you're thinking I don't have the money to take my child, that's okay. Figure out a way to to do it anyway, even if it's for free. You know, take them outside in the backyard. Do do have ice cream together, but just the one on one. Do something. But exactly. But then also you've got to be prepared for follow up conversations mm-hmm. because you're about to dump quite a big load on your children. And even though some of them may have heard a lot, they still don't know how to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. And so the first time we approach our kids about these subjects, it's a lot and it's too much to digest for them at one time. One of my girls would just like periodically ask questions, kind of embarrassed, my other daughter, literally, I said, "Hey, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna have a breakfast." So, like every day, are we gonna have a breakfast? We're gonna have. A? She came with a journal of eight questions, and I was floored. I'm like, "Oh, okay, let's do this thing." But they all handle it differently. But we've got to be prepared to have those follow up conversations over, you know, their lifetime while they're in our home. And
5: I, and I think too, it's funny too because because like sometimes when you tell the kids, you want to get there early, okay? You don't want to get there late. And so it's better for you to tell them something that just blows them away. Like, they never even thought about that. They didn't know about it. Let them hear from you first. Because, like, I remember our, I remember one of our kids, I was we went through this whole thing. We got to the end, and he said, well, Dad, I can tell you right now, I might get married. I ain't never doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's married now as a baby. He's changed his mind.
4: So. Clearly.
5: <laughs> yeah, he's figured it out. Now, that, I
4: was going to say this because, one, and as Kristen was just saying, after – After those conversations and once all of the teenagers are beyond that point of the conversation, I think normalizing it in the household, normalizing the speech about intimacy or sex or being an adult and letting your children know that uh, in marriage, it's normal. It's good. Yeah. And so jokingly, the other day and we were in the house and. And I don't know what Kira or I did, and uh, one of the boys, somebody said somebody get a room or oh, something um, like yeah.
2: that. Oh, yeah. We hear that <laughs> yeah. all the time. Oh,
4: so home. it's it's just, you know, it's like fun. But I do think over time, after all of the kids begin to get to a certain age, yeah. it's just normalizing it in a way that kids don't then feel that even later in life, they can still come back and talk to their parents yeah, about
1: sure. these things. And if we're telling them that sex is in God's design through marriage only, and it is, but then we don't express to them that we enjoy it in marriage then i mean in an appropriate way but they're going to be kind of just then who
5: would want it
1: yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah i think that's good when your kids say get a room i mean, I mean our kids will come around the corner and Jimmy will be kissing me and Mary Claire gets mad because she says he always kissed you and goes mmm <laughs> she's like i can't handle I don't that i only
5: do that i only do that when i hear she her come. i know she's her. coming i'm
1: better uh, <laughs> but but i want them to know that dad and i Think each other are cute and love each other and want to be together. That's a help. So,
0: thing. on that line, how do you guys go about dating then? So, you already had the conversations, your kids are aware, they know the slangs, then they think they know it, but then how about dating? Like, for,
4: for them? Dating
0: yes. For them, yeah. Okay. Dating for them.
4: I <laughs> know how do we date each other and
5: just ignore the kids? <laughs> None of your business. <laughs>
0: what are the rules and the conversations? Like, what are the ages? Like, how do you guys go about that?
5: Kelly family, hit it. <laughs> well, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, yeah,
2: I'm
4: going to give you. This well, you know what? The, I, th- I think this conversation is, is, as we look at the Scroggins, it could be a good one because, you know, I think Maddie's first get to know you. I don't know if people know this are or not. Oh, Here we this go. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if people know this or not. I and I don't uh, care uh, about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't know if we told the one. And Madison and Jeremiah are probably some going to like crawl under table, but <laughs> I'm sure you they're just, not they listening listen to the yeah, they're they, not listen. they, they
1: don't know. listen to the Oh, bombillas. Jeremiah is. He always thinks he's going to win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll pull your name, Jeremiah. You know, Matt, Jeremiah Scroggins was actually the first young man that Maddie, they were getting to know each other. And I tell you, and I'm glad it was with Jeremiah. Uh we were out at a practice after one of the boys practiced. He came and he sat in my truck and he and I talked and I, I explained to him that and we had already explained to Madison because Kira and I both took we took her out for brunch. We got her a ring, a promise ring. We we took her out to brunch, we gave her the ring, and we explained to her our idea of dating. Dating is to marry and for marriage. What we called anything she wanted to do. Be, you know, before that was just getting to know a young man. So a the, friend. A friend.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And so <laughs> Kira, so I think the first thing she said, you know, write down the things that you would want to see in a young man, you know, love the Lord and all those things. And so when when Jeremiah Scroggins was someone that Maddie at one point in time wanted to get to know, we had that conversation with her. Then Jeremiah and I sat down and I asked him the same things, you know, what is it about Maddie and so we explained to them that this is this is how you get to know another young person that you may think you're interested in, in getting to know, you know, for down the road. So we would use the term getting to know a young man with Maddie. And it's the same terminology with our boys. So this isn't a double standard. You know, they will get to know a young lady using that same rubric or same measurement. Which no is, time
2: soon, boys. You,
4: <laughs> Boy, about wrong. They need it. I told you, I want to be a young granddaddy. Somebody's got to get married and have me some grandbabies. <laughs> That's right. um, I, and I, t- I do tell my kids, Kira doesn't like for me to tell them that, but I tell them, get married, have babies, we'll help, help you with them. I need, I need grandkids. But I'm, I'm, I'm prolonging the time here. So no, I do think, first of all, use the standard that you use with your daughters, also with your sons. We call it getting to know a, a young man, young woman. Have those prerequisites already listed out. What is it that you're looking for? And then... We did, Maddie. Think we would either go, we dropped them off, uh, or they would come to the house. We mm-hmm. we, we did have uh, Maddie would have a guest at the house. They would come and visit with the entire family or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was group. There wasn't a we're going to go out to the club. Yeah. Dad, I had your daughter back home by three, and we ain't doing that. Ain't right, right. <laughs> how we go. No, no, bro. I mean, like, no, nah, bro, I ain't what we
5: doing.
1: Eric's bowing up, just thinking about. Yeah, see, right. Like,
5: <laughs> No, no. <laughs> no, bro. So anyways. Um, that, How about
0: those uh,
5: dragons? On all these things, we want to teach our kids God's design and hold up God's design in front of them. And I would just say with some humility here that w- we have some things that we're trying to get them to do. And 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 we're on the exact same page with Eric and Kira and all these things. So we want our kids to respect the people that they're going to date. We want them to care enough for them that they want to do the right thing for them and with them. We want them to be respectful of um, their parents and their parents' rules and what they're doing. And we want them to love Jesus. So the main thing that we're hoping is that our kids will date other kids that love Jesus. Now, having said all that, I'll just tell you, sometimes as your kids get older, and they get to be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, you can try to put them in the best position that you can and give them the best advice that you can, but then they're going to have to make choices. And so our kids haven't always made the choices that we want them to make or that we like. But I will tell you, overall, um, when you come down to the end of like, I'm very pleased with who James, our oldest, ended up marrying. We love our darling. law She's a godly girl who's been a great influence on him, to be honest with you, and same for Daniel and our daughter-in-law, Mary Madison. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the road, I think there's this idea if we'll just pray it through, yeah. trust the Lord with it, see what God's going to do, and then just keep believing that, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to work in their lives and guide these things and Because ultimately, when they're younger, you control a lot. But as they get older, you control nothing. And now it's on them and the Holy Spirit and their own choices.
0: How about the age? What's the rule of the age? Yeah, I hate that question.
5: Sorry. <laughs> and then the
0: reason why I wanna go back it, to wow. it.
1: I wanna go back to it. Oh, wow. I, I don't I don't hate it because you said it. I know I know that's the classic question. It's the classic question yeah. that all of our kids wanna know. And They're I gotta ask hate me it from in social you. media, so I gotta ask again. Yeah, I don't hate age? that question from you, Jasma. I hate it from our kids because it's not an age. Yeah. Uh, it's really a you know, a maturity Forever. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Now that being said, Jimmy has a thing where he's like, please, please don't even come to me until you are
5: what? All right. So Anna Kate okay. is in the 10th grade and she's a pretty girl. She goes to school. Some of the guys, they come around, which I understand that. And I said, Anna Kate, look, I love you and I like boys. I want you to like boys. I know you like boys. I even like some of the boys that like you, but for right now, just tell, don't even tell them to come see me. Mm. You're in the 10th grade. Mm-hmm. You can't drive. You're not about to get in a car with a boy right now and drive away with him. So, like, you know, just we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next school year. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah,
1: I just think sometimes parents, you know, this whole thing of, like, middle schoolers have a boyfriend. What? They don't have any money, no car, no job. That is not a thing. And a so, thing. you know, <laughs> drop crazy. dropping them not off. Not a
5: thing at our house. <laughs> well, it,
1: it, it's – Okay, it is a thing. It's a thing, but it shouldn't be a thing in my mind. Yeah.
0: How about how about
1: Ooh, you? Right? I know. <laughs> how
0: about you guys that have girls? What's the difference that you can tell? Like, like you can share with us the young ones, the ignorant ones. You know, like you know, there's something about with boys, but with my girls, I don't know. It's different. Like them dating the boys. Yeah, yeah I think I'm all around just like no. Well,
4: I, I, <laughs> I'm just the opposite. I, you yeah. know, listen. I want, as Jimmy said, I want my daughter to. Like boys, and one day, you know, desire to get married and have children. The same that my sons will like girls and women get married one day, have children. As I said, I have the same standard it, with Madison. It was the same thing that I use with the boys, and I'm I'm the one in the house that really clown around a lot. But our kids know that I'm very serious about the matter of the sacred institution of marriage and how one prepares for it. I don't use a different. I don't use a different scale. scale yeah. I I really never have. Uh, with regard now, my daughter, I am more protective of Maddie, obviously, but I would have, and I don't have to worry about the boys and young ladies because I know Kira has that handled. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, sometimes you have to just let them know to listen, man. This is what you got to bring to the table. Can you bring this to the table? Mm-hmm. And if you can't bring this to the table, eh, I don't not, even know you, if you're not
0: welcome. In I, you know, I don't even, I don't even know if you <laughs> no want to have this
4: conversation. <laughs> yep. um, for me, it's not. I, I don't use a different scale.
5: And I'll, I'll say one thing that's great: if you can. If your kids are uh, fortunate enough, wise enough, you can steer them well enough that they are actually um, connecting with members of the opposite sex with the kinds of families that you uh, care about. Maybe you're already networked with them. So, for instance, you know, when when Jeremiah and Maddie liked each other, like I love that because even to this day, when Jeremiah comes home from college, who's he called? Yeah, Madison. Yeah. He calls you. Yeah, and he, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, and Madison are all yeah. back and forth all the time yeah. because yeah, we have friendship. Yeah, but go to lunch yeah. Oh, yeah. I and Madison at, and Jared have, have yeah. no yeah.
1: interest in each other yeah. 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 romantically, yep. Yep.
4: but... Yeah, and yeah. I get the hugs now. <laughs> now I, saw, I saw him downstairs. No, I saw him downstairs <laughs> yeah. Sunday, yeah. and he came. I was like, Pastor Eric, I was waiting to make sure I see you, and so he gave me a big hug. Yeah, yeah. That, that still happens now.
5: Yeah, and so the same for Madison. So we see Madison, like part of it is when we surround each other with yeah. people that love them, that you love your children, but you love our children, vice versa, it makes it so much better because we're all on the right side. Yeah, yeah. Where we want the best for all of them. But again, there comes a point when the kids are making <laughs> their own choices, and then yeah. it get a little tougher, doesn't it, Kira? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, at least all
0: the young couple like us, we. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Christian Jr. I'm not. The young couples. Christian we, Jr. slaying them over
3: there.
0: <laughs> we're taking notes, <laughs> but. Um, hey,
3: man, I'm just thankful that my boy likes girls. <laughs> like I, I, I'll take that in. <laughs> yeah. anyway. There for you sure, go.
0: That's sure. another bottle we'll talk about in another episode, but mm-hmm. this has been the Marriage Conversations Part 1. And stay tuned for Part 2 because we have more questions for you, Village. So we're going to sign out. Ready, ladies? One, two, three. Bye. Bye.